Happy Sunday, guys. Had to get a good pour in, you know. Um, you know how we do on Sundays. But I wanted to talk a little bit more lightheartedly this week. I want us to have a good laugh. I want us to enjoy. I want us to just, like, hang out. You know what I mean? So let's do it. Okay, so I wanted to keep it light and keep it fun this week because life has just been kind of like fucking rough and I wish there was another way I could put that. Like I wish there was another way I could say like, oh yeah, it's been challenging. Oh yeah, it's been a little bit much. Oh yeah, things have been a little hectic. No bitch. I feel like the universe um, decided to rent out my asshole to every single source of negativity on earth and rent it out by the hour and nobody owns lube, okay? So I've decided that I wanted to keep it a bit lighthearted. Um, that was graphic. I would say that I'd say sorry, but... You guys know what you signed up for when you got here, correct? I'll take your silence as a resounding yes. <laughs> anyway, so I posted a poll a couple of weeks ago, or a couple of weeks ago, a couple of days ago, and I posted it on my Instagram, but then I also had a talk with like one of like a couple of friends and then one of my friends, we went into a deep dive on irrational fears. And I started thinking about, like, all of our irrational fears that we have as an adult that manifested in childhood, right? And some of them are, they manifest from a real place. Some of them are so fucking unhinged that we don't even understand, like, why they exist within our brain. But we somehow manage to make it so that they're so irrational that we rationalize them, right? For me, one of the biggest ones is... um the deep end of a pool, I don't give a fuck. I know there is at least 20,000 people out there that feel the same way. There is a shark in the deep end of the pool. You cannot convince me otherwise. You cannot convince me otherwise. If the water is dark, I'm going to assume that there is a fucking sea monster right at the bottom of it. You cannot convince me otherwise. Unfortunately, that's just not how it's going to work. And I think that a lot of people um, sometimes hide their irrational fears for fear of judgment and for fear of, like, whatever. But the truth of the matter is, is, like, this is who we are as humans. And I wanted us to come together and just, like, have a good laugh about it. Like, fuck it. Shit's fucking weird. We're weird. We're unhinged. And we're not sorry. So who cares? So <clears throat> without further ado... I am going to read you some of the submissions that I got and then also talk a little bit more about like my irrational fears as well. Um, so like one of the biggest ones that I have for me um, <clears throat> is my mom always told me that public toilet seats were dirty, which, okay, that's not irrational. And for a crackhead, that's amazing that she would say that to her kids because that's good life advice, right? 
Um, so like shout out to her and the meth because she somehow managed to formulate that into a thought. But, um, also what you may hear next is my dog sitting next to me chewing a bone because he doesn't care that I'm recording. He has to sit next to me, um, always because, well, I don't know. He's a freak. Um, but my mom always told me that toilet seats were dirty. And then she told me a story about how you can get crabs from a toilet seat. Now, here's the thing. I've never done enough research to think like or look into whether or not crabs can live on a toilet seat or that you can get them from a toilet seat. But for some reason, that piece of tissue, that paper ass gasket thing that they have, that piece piece of tissue somehow will prevent me from getting crabs. Don't ask me how. That thing protects me from getting crabs. So if a restroom does not have a paper ass gasket, I either don't use the restroom or I squat. And here's the thing. I'm 4'11". Hovering over a toilet seat is a very big feat for me because, well, I'm extremely short. So it's kind of a ridiculous thing. But that's just the nature of the game. Um... So, I asked some people to submit um, <clears throat> their irrational fears. And I got some really, like, doozies of responses. And I absolutely love them because absolutely none of you sound ridiculous. None of you sound ridiculous. Um, we all have thoughts like these. Everybody's irrational fears are their own, but, like, I'm sure that there are people out there that resonate with it. So one of the ones that I know I resonate with a lot is someone said to me <clears throat> that there will be, that there will be somebody behind the shower curtain when I open it. Girl! I don't know about, I don't know about anybody else, but the first thing I do when I get home, because when I open my front door, my bathroom, the door to the bathroom is right there on my left, I fly into the bathroom and I fling open the shower curtain, like, with a quickness. And even though I know I'm not really prepared for somebody to be behind it, I can tell you right now, in my mind, someone is behind it. In her mind, someone is behind it. You just have to fling open the shower curtain because you have to know. And even though you checked it, like, when you got home, <clears throat> excuse me, guys, I don't know why I, like, sound so raspy, um, I think, yeah, just, uh, a week of just hell. So I feel like that's why my throat sounds so awful. And I would offer to go get myself a thing of throat coat tea. But the other day when I told a friend that I was making some throat coat tea, she said they make tea called throat goat tea. And I was like, no, bitch, they do not make throat goat tea. Like what? I mean, it'd be cool if they made tea for throat goats because, I mean, we get tired. Um, but anyway, I digress. I'm going to tell you right now, every single time I'm going to think that someone is behind the shower curtain. There is absolutely no way that someone isn't behind it. And even when I open it, when I get home from work, um, if I get up to go take a piss in the middle of the night, and I don't know why I said take a piss so aggressively, like I stand when I pee, but whatever. Um, 
someone's behind that curtain at two in the morning when I go to go pee. Someone's behind it. So I sit down and I peek into the shower curtain every single time, whether I checked it or not. And I'm sure people are like, well, why don't you just leave it open? Because that's tacky. It's cute to keep your bathroom cute and close the curtain. Okay? Thank you very much. Again, these are irrational fears that people have, but we all got them. Okay? Um, somebody else mentioned quicksand. Does anybody else feel like as we got older, we were fucking lied to as kids that quicksand was going to be a bigger problem when we got older? Why was every movie that we saw somebody getting sucked into the quicksand? And why did they make it seem like quicksand was just going to be the way that we were all going to die out? Indiana Jones had me convinced convinced that quicksand was going to fucking ruin my life. Like I was just going to be walking along and then get swallowed up by a sidewalk. Or I was just going to be like hanging out, doing my thing. And then all of a sudden quicksand. Why is it that quicksand isn't a bigger deal? Why do we not see it everywhere? Like that's what I'm trying to figure out because that's a real thing. That's our re quicksand is quicksand exists, right? But when we were kids, we were convinced quicksand was going to be a huge problem as adults. I think it would be funny if I said, um, show of hands for anybody who's ever experienced quicksand because I record these by myself, right? Um, so I could ask the dog. Enzo, show of hands. Have you ever experienced quicksand? Never mind, he's licking his own asshole. Uh, so he doesn't care. Um, but the truth is, is like, when have we ever experienced quicksand? Where is it? Where does it exist? And I know someone's going to be like, well, if you were smart, you'd understand it's, it's in these places in the world. And it's in these places. Shut the fuck up. I actually don't, I don't care where it is. What I'm saying is, is that the fear exists because from childhood, we were convinced Quicksand was going to be a fucking problem. You cannot tell me otherwise. Quicksand exists. If I'm standing in one place for too long, the, what's to stop the sidewalk from swallowing me up? Hmm? Tell me. What is to stop the sidewalk from swallowing me up? But honestly, like, what is to stop the sidewalk from swallowing me whole? Obviously, I'm not talking about, like, the nice white suburbs, like, sidewalks, right? I'm not talking about those kind of sidewalks, but I'm also not talking about, like, desert areas. Like, we're talking about quicksand. So don't sit here and tell me that the sidewalk can't swallow me whole while I'm trying to cross the street, and for some reason the crosswalk button is broken, so obviously the sidewalk is going to swallow me whole. I'm sorry, but you can't tell me otherwise. Okay, so um, another really, really fun submission. <clears throat> this one got me on like a good two-parter because it's true on both sides of the argument or I guess it's true on both sides of the irrational fear. Um, and someone submitted one and for context, she's an esthetician 
And she said, my client's having explosive diarrhea while I'm pulling the butt strip. For all my ladies out there, and I mean, I guess if you get a manzillion and you're a man, that's fine too, so you understand, but mainly I'm talking to the ladies who understand this when they're getting your Brazilian. Like right when you get to the butt strip after you've done the butterfly pose, the chest to knees, the fucking spread eagle, the bald eagle, all these other poses you've got to do for them to you know, get you all nice and cleaned up for Valentine's Day for a guy who isn't going to be around next Valentine's Day. Um, There is that fear of like, no, it's obvious. Like I'm going to pull this strip and it's going to release a cork and they're going to have fucking explosive diarrhea. But then on the other hand, it's like being the client. I could totally see it being like, here we go. She's going to pull that strip. Like, what if I fart? What if I take a shit? Like what happens? Because Our bodies are so strange, right? Our bodies are super strange. Like when we give birth, I mean, obviously I haven't given a birth, but given a birth, given birth, but you literally like think about things like that. Like when you give birth, you usually take a shit and that's fucking wild. Um, It's just wild to me that our bodies can do those things. But like I've definitely done some like really good heavyweight squats And then totally farted and been like, cool, everyone in the gym heard me and now I have to go, trigger warning, now I have to go put my toaster in the tub. No, I'm not actually going to put my toaster in the tub, but I issued the trigger warning for anybody who may have felt like that was a little bit in poor taste. When again, what I wanted to do was lighten this episode up and give everybody a good laugh and not at anybody's expense, laugh at how unhinged we are and how we're not afraid of it, right? Because I feel as though like that submission was very real. Like imagine going to work every single day and doing a bunch of Brazilian waxes and always thinking that someone is about to take a dump on your table. Because also how do you recover from that as the client and as the provider? Like, cool, so you've just shit. How do we rectify this situation? Also, like, what if they do do that and they're also a shitty tipper? So not only did they shit on you, but then they shit on you money-wise and didn't give you a good tip. It doesn't sound as irrational when you say it like that. Like, what if you shit on me? Like, are you fucking kidding? I would at least expect some compensation. You know what I mean? Ugh. I also was starting to get tired and it's like really like, it's not that late, but it's nighttime and I had to drink half like a Celsius because I was like, I am not going to get through this. And I was actually like laughing about how I thought this episode was so fun. So I like needed to like wake myself back up. Oh my God. Okay. So a couple of these have like made me really, really chuckle because I have my own, like, irrational fears, obviously, but, like, another one of mine um, was basically the idea that I am going to be sucked out of an airplane window. So I am, for context, I am 4'11". I will not sit in a window seat. I always have to sit in the aisle seat. 
And I always have to, I always have to sit in the aisle seat and I am the short person in the group. Like if I'm traveling with people or anything like that, even my ex, he was, he's a foot taller than me. And, um, I always made him sit in the middle or in the window seat. And then I sat in the aisle seat because I'm always afraid of being sucked out of the window. That is super irrational. Well, until Alaska Airlines recently proved that that's possible, um, I would just have to miss my flight so that it wouldn't be me that sucked out of the window. But like thousands, if not tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of planes fly every single fucking day. And for some reason, when I get on an airplane, if I'm put in a window seat or if I haven't chosen my own seat, whatever... I'm obviously going to be sucked out of the window. You cannot tell me otherwise. I'm going to be sucked out of the window. Um, I'm going to take all of my anxiety meds right then and there before the suck out happens so that I can pass out and I'm just asleep in the chair while I'm floating through the fucking sky. Um, I imagine like that's what Stephen Hawking did when he was like going to Epstein Island is just take a bunch of medication while he's uh, stuck in the chair and floating through the sky. But you cannot tell me otherwise. I always fear that I am going to get sucked out of a window. And the truth is that Alaska Airlines proved that theory recently. Um, because that window just went right out the mother effing plane. So don't ever tell me anything. Okay. Um, so someone else submitted another one that was about swimming in a lake. And how there's dead bodies at the bottom of a lake. Well... One, there are definitely dead bodies at the bottom of lakes. And I'm sorry if anybody else is like, I knew somebody who drowned and that's awful. I have also known someone who's drowned and that's awful. But you cannot tell me that while I'm swimming in the lake and a piece of seaweed or a piece of moss or a piece of whatever from the beach touched my leg, isn't a dead body trying to drag me to the bottom? You will never convince me otherwise. It is obviously someone trying to take me to the Titanic. And in and if anybody who has seen Dave Chappelle's new stand-up, you will never convince me otherwise that that piece of seaweed, that piece of moss or whatever, wasn't someone trying to drag me down to go, Welcome to our watery grave. Okay, I sounded very Scottish and he did it way better where they had like a watery accent, but it's like, Join us in our watering grave. Like, kind of like that, right? You cannot convince me otherwise that people aren't trying to pull me down to their watery grave. Sorry, but that's just not going to happen. Like, and that's a very irrational fear. Like, I remember being a kid swimming in lakes and when seaweed would touch me or anything like that, I would instantly be like, ah, they're coming for me. Ah, everybody's coming to get me. Like, and it turned into a whole situation. Um... It's irrational, sure, but it doesn't mean there aren't dead bodies at the bottom of lakes, and it doesn't mean that they're not, like, Bob Cratcheting it up like Christmas Carol and trying to drag me down to the depths of hell in that lake. You'll never convince me otherwise. You will never convince the person who submitted this that that's not true. Um, Let's see. So, another one that I got was choking to death while you live alone. 
The likelihood that you're going to choke to death is slim to none. But when you live alone, that fear gets heightened because you think about it, right? Well, if I choke to death, there's absolutely no one here that's going to come and help me. So I uh, recently was eating, I think I was eating, um, it was like some sort of raw veggie. I can't remember what it was. But I was eating uh, raw vegetables and I like had to cough at the same time. And I was like, well, if I start choking, I'm going to try and slam my chest into the into the fucking counter and pray to God that it works because no one lives here but me. So choking to death while living alone isn't irrational at all. It's pretty fucking normal. Um, and now my dog is sitting next to me and he's licking his butt. And I'm sorry if you guys can hear that. If you can't, ignore me because, well... This is where we're at. I'm completely unhinged as per usual. Um, okay, let's see. So another one that was submitted, which... <laughs> this one gets me because, like, I feel like, obviously, that's what's going to happen. Obviously, like, that's fucking normal behavior. Like, that's, that's, that's literally what they're going to do the second that someone gets mad at you. And someone wrote in and said, I'm scared that if I upset my roommate, she's going to crush up all my birth control. That's totally logical. Why wouldn't you crush up someone's birth control if you're upset with them? <laughs> I feel like that's fair. You know what I mean? Like, that'd be like getting your roommate getting mad at you and then they steal all your melatonin knowing that you have trouble sleeping. It's not that far-fetched. It's not that wild. It's not that... <laughs> On this one, guys, like, I'm going to need everyone to submit me, like, a DM. Submit me a DM. Send me a DM or whatever on whether or not, like, you identify with any of this. Because I feel like this is totally, like, normal. Like obviously like you ate their last bagel. So their next step is to crush up all your birth control. Like, what do you mean? Like you ate all their pickle, you ate all your roommates pickles. Of course they're going to crush up all your birth control or they're going to replace them with like sugar pills or something like that. <laughs> that one honestly, like just gave me such a good laugh and I, I can't help but, like, just think about that. Um, like, because, no, like, for real, like, that's something that I would think. I'd be like, well, I can't make her mad because she might steal all my birth control and replace it with, like, testosterone pills or something like that. I 100% think that that's valid. Um, so another one, someone wrote in and said, catching a disease from a thrift store. Okay. I don't know if anyone else has ever experienced this, but I genuinely can tell you right now that my allergies hit 100 when I step into a thrift store. And I absolutely love going to thrift stores. I think that it's, it's, it's a fun time. I like thrifting. I like seeing what I find, all of that stuff. But I get itchy. And I my allergies start to act up when I go into a thrift store. So catching a disease in a thrift store is like, where did you get Gladys's couch? Yes, do I want to buy Gladys's couch for twenty seven dollars? 
Absolutely. But does Gladys's couch probably have scabies and lice on it? Absolutely. Um, but do I still want it? Yes. So do I think that it's viable to sit and be irrational and be like, I'm obviously going to catch a disease from here. Also, does anyone else think that like, it depends on the location of the thrift store? So for context, I'm going to go ahead and say like blanket statement this, cause I have some listeners that aren't in Seattle in the Seattle area. So I don't want to like make references and then have them not get it. But imagine like a thrift store in like, you're like more low income towns and I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm just being honest, like a low income town, right? Imagine that kind of thrift store. Now imagine a thrift store that's like in your more high end towns, your more higher middle class, upper class where they have their nanny or their maid drop off the shit that they want to get rid of and stuff like that. Imagine like the difference in the thrift store. One of them has scabies. The other one, well, they got rid of, like, Michael Kors stuff that still has, like, the price tag on it, right? You know what I mean? Like, there is a difference, but I will tell you that my allergies for sure fucking act up in a thrift store. So, disease in a thrift store, mm, it's not that far-fetched. It's also, like, what if you bought a bicycle, now, this is me letting my intrusive, intrusive thoughts win. What if you bought a bicycle from a thrift store? Go with me on this one. And the seat of the bicycle is dirty. Boom. You have BV. Boom. It's just, it's just inevitable. You have BV. That's, that's just... That's just how it works. Like, nobody cleaned the seat of the bike. You have BV. Obviously, you have BV. Um, So, I feel like that's 100% valid and normal. And I think that thrift stores are a great place to catch diseases. <laughs> um, so, let's see. Let's see. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling through these because there were quite... Quite a lot of them. Okay, so when I was a kid, I watched a show called Rescue 911, and it was hosted by William Shatner. I don't know if anybody who listens to this is old enough to know what that is, or if they are, if they watched it as a kid. But there was an episode where someone found a snake in their toilet. You cannot convince me that when I go to sit down on the toilet, that there isn't going to be a snake that comes up and bites my clit off. And then plays that weird little game of like, got your nose. But instead he's like, got your clit. And he swims back down the fucking toilet. You cannot convince me otherwise. He's on his way to go meet the rest of the Ninja Turtles and be like, hey guys, I caught a clit. You cannot convince me otherwise. I'm sorry. There is a snake in my toilet. It's just plain and simple. There is a snake in my toilet. There is a snake in my toilet. Even if I check the toilet when I went to the bathroom before bed and then I wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, there's a snake in it now. Just because it wasn't there before doesn't mean it's not there now. The snake swam up the fucking toilet and he's coming to bite me on the pussy and then he's going to fucking leave. 
Also, why did I say pussy so aggressively like that? But you know what I mean. Um, another irrational fear I have is I have asthma, but I don't want to have an asthma attack in public because I'm afraid of inconveniencing other people. So I'm afraid of being like, oh my God, they saw me. I couldn't breathe. I had to reach for my inhaler. It was embarrassing. Like, it's a fucking medical emergency. And I'm over here like, what will they think? Like, you know what I mean? Who's going to alert the church? That's how I feel. Is if I have an asthma attack in public, it obviously means that, like, I've inconvenienced someone's fucking day. And that's irrational. And asthma attacks are very real. But I cannot get away from the idea that I'm going to ruin someone's day if I fucking... <laughs> if I fucking have an, an asthma attack in public, like, I just feel like I'm gonna, I'm gonna basically just, I'm gonna fuck up someone's whole life if I have an asthma attack in public. And the funniest part about that is that I have as ha, have had an asthma attack in public and I was with my ex and his dad and we were walking up this like giant hill, but like it was in the winter time and so my lungs were like not having it. And then I started to like have a bit like I'm, it was it was a mild asthma attack. But my ex was like, do you want to stop and like hang out here? And I was like, don't let your dad see me. And he was like, what? And I was like, don't let him see me. If he sees me, he'll know I have asthma. And so I genuinely have a fear of having an asthma attack in public. That's just the nature of the game. Okay. Um, so let's see. What else did someone else say? Falling through a sewer grate. Um, I try to step around them. And I definitely feel like that's real. Um, that is for sure a real uh, fear. Because, well... I feel like people do fall through manhole co manhole covers and then you end up like where the Ninja Turtles aren't down there. It's nothing but like fecal matter and dirty needles and trash and condoms that people have flushed down the toilet and snakes that they got too big. And so they flush them down the toilet. So falling through a sewer grate isn't, isn't irrational it's what's at the bottom of the fucking sewer that scares me the most. Because <laughs> what happens when you fall through, fall through the sewer grate? If no one's around, do you just live in the sewer now? Are you Pennywise? What happens? Am I Pennywise now? And you're like, we can all float too, Georgie. What happens when you fall through the fucking sewer grate? Um... Someone else said, let's see, let's see, let's see. I got a lot of good responses to this, so I'm trying to, like, keep it short and cute, but also, like, we could go on for days. Getting locked in a public restroom and then the store closes. Well, if anyone has ever seen the movie Where the Heart Is, I'm pretty sure that's what it's called, and the girl basically locks herself in a Walmart bathroom every night, uh, cause she was homeless 
and she ends up giving birth inside a Walmart. And it is the funniest thing. It's it's such a great movie. But if I got locked in a store, I'm not going to lie, it's not irrational. But if I'm going to the bathroom, one, the employees should be searching the bathroom. But if I got locked in a bathroom of a store at night, I would have a fucking field day. Absolutely have a field day before I called 911 to let them know I was in there. And I'd be running around doing all kinds of wild shit. I guess it depends on the store, right? Like, if I got locked inside, like, a perfume emporium, well, I don't know. I feel like I would probably stuff a bunch of perfume down my pants and then call 911. But, like, that would be very boring. But let's say you got locked inside, like, a Dick's Sporting Goods or um, a Walmart or a Target. Like, you're going to have a good time. But I get it. It's irrational, but it can happen. At least I think. I don't know if the employees check the bathroom or if they're like, fuck, I just worked 12 hours at a Target. Like, I need to get home. This place sucks. Because also their uniforms aren't great. You have to wear a red shirt with khaki pants. Hello? Who invented that? You look like you work at a Radio Shack and those went bankrupt. So why do you look like that? So I have no idea if they check the bathrooms or not. Um, so we'll get into the last one, two, two are submissions, and then the last one will be my own. So um, one of the ones that I got was from a friend of mine, and she has this thing where she cannot drink out of cans. And so every time she gets something that's in a can, she dumps it out. She dumps the can out into a glass um, because, well, there's obviously a rat in the can. Now, I know what you're thinking. Why would there be a rat in the can? Weirder things have happened. If people at a Wendy's can find a thumb in their chili, there is absolutely no reason why there cannot be a rat in the can of her Olipop. Or her poppy soda. There is absolutely no reason why a rat cannot be in her sparkling water. And then on top of that, people will say, well, if you dump it all out and then you see that there's no rat in the can, obviously it means the rat ran away. But also, just because it's not in that one can doesn't mean it's not in the rest of the can. It doesn't mean that it's not in the whole six pack or 12 pack, whatever. A rat is in there. A rat is fucking in there. And it, it makes total sense because someone told her like, Hey, why is it that you can eat beans from a can, but you can't drink out of a can? And she's like, can you see into a can? And they're like, yeah, there's a hole. You can see into it. She's like, or does it look dark? If I can't see into the can, I'm not going to eat it. Or drink it. There's nothing wrong with that. They're like, yeah, but you're eating beans out of a can. And she's like, can I fully grasp and immerse myself in this can of beans? Can I move my fork around? Can I look into the entirety of the can? Yes, I can. So then, therefore, there's no rat in the can of beans. But there is a rat in the sparkling water. There is a rat in the soda. She's been pouring drinks out into cups for forever. And... While it may seem irrational, while we do think that it's highly unlikely that a rat is in the can, 
there's that small percentage of the idea that that rat is not, that the rat is in the can. Is it highly unlikely? Yes. But because it's not completely impossible, the rat is in the can. The rat is in the can. And I sympathize with her 100% that there's a rat in the can. Okay? Let's just go ahead and be honest. There's a rat in the can. Um, just like how we said, the roommate's going to crush up the birth control. Um, there's a rat in the can. That's just, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. So one of the last ones I'm going to share is one that made me laugh so fucking hard because (laughs) I could see why this is a real thing, but also listen to how ridiculous the way it would happen would work. So someone said, having to use the bathroom on an airplane and then never finding my seat again. (laughs) So you know how planes get like oversold and they'll oversell their flights and then they'll ask you like, is anybody volunteer to take a later flight? We'll give you hella miles. We'll do this. We'll do that. Imagine getting on a flight and you're midway through flight and you have to take a piss. You go take a pee. And then you come back and you can't find your seat. But while you were in the bathroom, someone was like, going once, going twice. We've got we got 12B. It's 12B. It's being sold. Everybody, come on, everybody. Who wants it for $100? $100. I, I don't do a very good auctioneer voice, but imagine someone auctioned off your seat. So then when you get back, you're basically gaslit into thinking that you didn't have a seat in the first place. So then what do you do? Like if your seat is given away on an airplane, sit in the aisle, ask to sit in the jump seat near the cockpit. What do you, what do you do? But also like, there's nothing wrong with that because it's like the person followed up with telling me that, um, that's why I never go to the bathroom on airplanes is because I'm absolutely afraid that my seat won't be there or that I'll get lost and I won't be able to find it. Even though, the bathrooms are a straight shot. I fully empathize with this idea because it's like, yeah, what if your seat's just gone? What if someone decided, oh, I'm going to sit next to my wife and then you get confused because you don't remember your seat number or the the flight is oversold by one and then they just give away your seat mid-flight because you decided to go pee and then the flight attendant's like, snooze, you lose. This isn't your seat, Right. I'm just picturing like an instead of like they shut off everyone's movies and they shut off everyone's in-flight entertainment and they're like all right we're about to have a seat auction everybody buckle the fuck up (laughs) oh my gosh could you imagine um but the last one is mine so Um, and I've recorded this in segments, so if I said it earlier, disregard, but I sometimes don't realize it, so I don't really care. Um, we're unhinged around here, and we're fine with it. These are unhinged, irrational fears, so if you heard it twice from me, you're welcome. So my mom told me this absolutely horrific story when I was a kid. She told me this horrific story about somebody, some child that 
um, didn't tie their shoes and then they got on an escalator. And when they got to the bottom of the escalator, their shoe got caught in the teeth of the escalator at the bottom. But the escalator pulled the kid into the escalator and it crushed them. Granted, I'm not saying that this didn't happen, but I am saying my mom used to smoke crack at our kitchen table. So consider the source, right? Um, but she told me that and then I developed this adult irrational fear of escalators in general. So if you and I are ever together, any of my friends who are listening to this can probably attest to, well, I guess if they pay attention enough to the fact that when I go to get on an escalator, I fully will be hesitant. I will wait for a stair to pop out fully and be fully immersed and step onto it before I get onto it. People just walk with reckless abandon onto an escalator. And for me, I'm like, how did you do that? Why are you doing that? Don't you understand that the escalator could open wide up and swallow you whole like the gates of hell? Are your shoes tied? If I'm wearing shoes with laces, I will always look down at my shoes and be like, are they tied before I get on an escalator? But I always wait and I'm very hesitant before I step on to be like, yeah, that's right. Uh, I saved my own life by paying attention. But it's because my mom told me this horrific story. I don't know why I said horrific other than the fact that she was probably, well, she was a whore. So maybe it was a horrific story. Um, about escalators. And so ever since then, I have a hundred percent been like, nah, that escalator's haunted. It's going to eat me. And then I have those like weird final destination moments where I'm like, what it's going to do is it's going to grab my shoelace first. And then my shoe is somehow going to fit through that crack. And I'm not going to be able to get my fucking shoe off. So obviously it's going to take my foot. And then I'm going to try to fight it off, but then it's going to get my other foot. And then no one's going to be able to shut it off because it's like going to be a trickle down event of like, they can't shut off the escalator. So people are like, help her. She needs help. And I'm just over there screaming and the escalator is just swallowing me. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. This episode was entirely unhinged, um, but I'm going to tell you right now that I genuinely love that you guys shared with me your rational fears. There are going to be people who resonate with the things that you fear, the things that I fear, but also like, can we just laugh about the fact that we're all like this and it's totally fine? Don't let anybody tell you that your fears, your irrational fears, your real fears, any other things don't contribute to you being an amazing person. Okay. My irrational fears definitely don't necessarily, they don't necessarily contribute to how great I am, but they do make for a lively fucking dinner conversation. And I'll take that. But I just wanted us to have a good laugh. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, shit's been heavy. Shit's been wild. Like, shit's been crazy. Life has been crazy. Everything's been nuts. People have been talking to me out of the side of their fucking necks lately. 
and I don't even know how to process it because I'm just like, como se dice, I want to smack someone, but it is what it is. I hope that you guys got a good laugh out of this. I hope that you guys found a good collective experience about this because, again, I pride myself on creating a safe space for y'all and for me, but, like, can we just laugh about the fact that we're all irrational and unhinged? And on that note, I'll see y'all motherfuckers next Sunday. Love you.